player's name. He sees people that used to respect him, they look at him different. And it hurts. And he brought that on himself. But uh, he's trying his best to, you know, clear that up. And uh, I don't know if it's from, you know, some people going to say, well, he's he missing them big checks. So, you know, he wants to he wants to rectify that situation. And, you know, that's always a factor. We always want to, you know, keep our buying power up. But I don't think that's the, that's the case with him. I think that uh, if he did some appearances where he helped raise money to go to some of these organizations that need help in the inner cities and urban sectors, then I, I think that people would be less likely to think that it's all just a, a, a ploy for him to make more money. How are other African-American wrestlers taking the news that he was reinstated? Is anybody upset or is it uh, is, is everybody in agreement that it's time that he be allowed back? No, no, it's 50-50. Um, I, I've talked to guys that were like, man, the hell with him. And I had guys that was like, you know what, man, if you're willing to make a change and uh, try to help out and go and speak up and be a part of the answer rather than a part of the problem, then it's, it's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. Josh Custodio. Justin, you're trying to make it sound like this is an ordinary episode of Top Marks, and I refuse to let that happen. This is, you know, we have lots of types of episodes of Top Marks. You know this. Lots yeah, of types. Yeah, we got special episodes. There's some we of got, those. We got big match feel episodes. Absolutely. But this week, we have a birthday episode of Top Marks. Oh, what? Whose birthday is it? Yours, Bob. Oh, I'm no selling, because I feel like an old man. Oh, do you? Yeah, a little bit. Was this like a, a harder birthday than ones prior? It was, yeah. And I yeah. turned 31. Okay. So turning 30 is difficult, because you're out of your 20s. Yeah. But at least there's a big round number, right? Like yeah. you got that big zero. Sure. And then I'm not like into my 30s. <laughs> I'm just 30. Right. But now that I'm 31, I'm like, I'm in my early 30s. Yeah, I guess when you're 31, you've completed 30 years of living. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's no fun, man. I got to oh, tell you. It, it was not the best birthday. How I, are you with these in general? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to be better with them than I sure. am. Yeah, I like, feel that. Like, typic- there was a time for a bit there in my 20s where it was like, I don't want to do anything for my birthday. Mm. I don't want to have a, like a social outing or whatever. It's just a, it's just another day. Oh, that's sad. Uh, well, well I'll, ha- I'll do something with my family. Oh, okay. But oh. I don't want like, you know, there's a time in, I feel like in your early 20s and maybe late teens, oh. whatever, <laughs> where it's like, it's my birthday. The world revolves around me. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna get her done. I'm gonna I'm gonna message every single person yeah. I've ever met in my life. They're all gonna come to a bar and celebrate me. That's true. Mine was called Josh Toberfest yeah, but for like five years. But don't you grow out of that at a certain point, right? Last year I had a small one, but the year before, I think twenty eight, I still had a, a pretty big one. I don't know what I'm gonna do for thirty this year though. It may be yeah. a big one. Yeah. Anyway. Well, maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll plan something for you. Yeah. Yeah, think about well, it, that right? would be very sweet, Justin. Like you said, this is Top Marks. It is in fact not a bird. Birthday podcast. It is a pro wrestling podcast where every week, some weeks, the odd week, we talk about the one, two, three biggest topics in the world of wrestling for no longer than 15 minutes at a time. Right, you are, my friend. And Justin, this week, 
we were talking and we were going to do at the beginning two rounds uh, on the post fallout of Extreme Rules, the yes. pay per view on Sunday. One for the SmackDown side and one for the Raw side. Well, look, let me uh, peel back the curtain here and, sure. and tell the folks at home that if they are looking at a, a shorter runtime on this episode yes. than that they usually look at, and they might be thinking to themselves, eh, where, where's my hashtag good friends? Where, how come this is a shorter episode? The lazy bastards. Uh, that's on me. I just worked, no. I just worked an 11-hour shift, yeah. and then it took me forever to get here afterwards. And uh, Well, like a semi-truck hit a hatch. There, yeah, there was a huge accident <laughs> yeah. that shut down one of the main arteries of uh, downtown Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, ultimately, I don't feel like we're losing anything. Because let me tell you, we both watched Extreme Rules. Oish. You watched more of it than I did, yeah, but I, I tried to catch up on as much as I could. Can I set the stage for me watching Extreme Rules? Go for Rules? it. Yeah, you, you came over to Studio Skyline. I was over at your home. I had been drinking in the sun all day on patios, throwing back the sangria with my friends, having a great day. I mean, my mood couldn't have been a whole lot better. You're all fired up to watch some wrestling. You know this feeling, of right? Course, it's like yeah. it's Sunday night. I got a good buzz going. It's great outside. Especially now that we have to wait like four to six weeks That's between right. pay-per-views. It's not like Ugh. a slog. Oh, I just did this two weeks ago. It's like, oh, boy, howdy. Like, I'm I don't need to, to do this very often anymore. Let's do this. I could not have been more ready for Extreme Rules to have been good. And, I mean, maybe an hour and a half into that show, I was just... I mean, fully. You saw me fully yeah. disinterested. Like, I, mean, I was. I thought I was going to be home late that night, but I right. got cut early. I come home. I don't even remember what match. I think uh, Roman and Lashley just wrapped up. Right. Okay. And you guys were all like, "That was a good match." But in general, I was like, "How's the show been?" Oh. I was expecting. You know, it's Extreme Rules. This is supposed to be a fun show. Absolutely. And I think we talked about last week. You know, everything is long. These pay per views are so long. But, I mean, it was, it was even how I promoted the show last week. In an era where everything is too long, this at least looks like a show that is jam-packed with good stuff. That's right. And, and interesting matchups. People you haven't seen wrestle before. I think both of us were, I'm not going to say optimistic towards Extreme Rules. but I like, wouldn't call myself, like, excited. No. But certainly, like, yeah, I would say optimistic. We had our arms open. We were ready for yeah. this to be good. I was ready to embrace this show. I don't even know, Justin, not only for time constraints, it's even worth running down this whole card because there was so little I have to say about most of it. Yeah. Like, it is, let's start with uh, Roman and Lashley. I thought the right result, uh, Bobby Lashley pinning Roman, like you say, up until that point in the card, I thought that that was the, the best match so far. And also just the fact that he won with the spear. Very cool, surprising. Because yeah. uh, we talked about after that Sami Zayn feud, like you're not going right. to pin main eventers with this vertical suplex. No, and, and it, yeah, for a multitude of reasons, like you would say, we've been over it. But I mean, on Monday comes along, they all but reverse the fucking result. We're getting well, the we're rematch. Well, we're going to get it again. No, this is coming Monday. Three would days you from... be shocked if Lashley wins this? Because I would be. You would be. Yeah. Wow. I think oh. I think the they gave you the win before to, to tease like. Well, Lashley could do it again, and I hope he does. I think a Lashley win is the least likely outcome, but I think a Schmoz leading to a triple threat could be. Yeah, you're still convinced that they don't, that no one pins <laughs> Am I, I, dude? I want to be wrong. How about do you it. do that though? I, How do you do the last four <laughs> years and ultimately no one pins Brock? Because I think in Vince McMahon's mind, Brock's going to come back and he's going to book him strong yeah, again. Yeah, I guess. Like I, I, that you can pin Brock like a year from now or I, some something like. Like that. Justin, nothing would bring me greater joy than being wrong about this. Oh, I yeah. would, I will come on this show oh. and say, guys, I was wrong. Oh, nothing brings me greater joy than when you're wrong about anything. 
<laughs> well, you must love this show then. <laughs> you, you must go back and listen to the predictions and just oh, like yeah, a yeah. jerk off to oh, I went back and was listening to episode seven the other night. Oh, boy. Was, you know, I'm working my way forward through I, the archives. I'm thinking they're going to put Dean over Brock. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I see. Yeah, you know, you're a, you're a pizza guy from New York. <laughs> hey, you're like the pizza. <laughs> uh, just I'm a thinking Dean is a spicy meatball. <laughs> spicy pepperoni. Hey, Paisan. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's Roman and Lashley. I'm not even pulling up the card. I'm just going to go whatever's off the top yeah. of my head here. Because Okay, B-team winning the tag titles. What do you think about this? Okay. Uh, w- Actually, before you answer, to be clear, th- we're not doing a round on Extreme yeah, Rules, no. folks. Just a little bit off the hop. The only full 50-minute round this week is about Hulk Hogan. I, w- I wanted, if you're going to do that switch, yeah. and I don't want to see Bray necessarily eat a pin. Yeah, sure. But if you're going to, like, Bo got the winning pin. Yep. Like, have Bo pin Bray. Like, give me that <laughs> at the way very more least. Interesting. You know, that's all I wanted. Who was into the B team? Is there anyone? I don't know. It was silent for them on Monday on Raw. But like, you, know, you know what? I was I was watching this match knowing the result in advance because right, I yeah. had to go back and watch it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, is this, like, Matt Bray thing run its course? Because the audience seemed kind of cold for it when they came out. Yeah. But when they were in the ring before the match, mm-hmm. doing their, the like, pose. Bray's down doing his pose and Matt's behind him doing the delete. It was hot. The crowd's going fucking nuts for that. D- dude, it's just a booking thing. If this was a final deletion, quote unquote, yeah. that had Bo Dallas involved and it wasn't in ring. Because honestly, who's the best worker of those four in that match between Bray, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and Matt? Probably it's Bray. By a huge margin. Yeah. Like the other three aren't. Like Bray's You know what? I will say, I yeah. the the in ring of Bo and Curtis since they split off from the Miz, like they yeah. are treating them more seriously. This is what it should have been from the beginning. They always right. should have been like this. I, I feel that way more with Bo than Axel. Yeah. I feel like Axel's in ring is like pretty soft looking. It's just like you know, I can get into this team if this is how you're gonna present them. Right, yeah. Which but like this is how how it always should have been when they were the Miz's underlings instead of just some Jamokes. <laughs> Goobers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you like them as champions, the B team? No, not at all. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's not. Well, but uh, this has to be like a transitional championship well, as you move towards either Authors of Pain or The Revival or literally anyone else. But I'm, ju- I'm just curious. Does this mean no more final deletions? Like the one was it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they rematch against B team with the final deletion sort of. I feel uh, like it doesn't work if you're the challenger. Like why would the yeah. challenger get to dictate the terms of the... Well, maybe with a rematch clause. I don't know. But this was a very boring show. Oh. And, 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 you know, I think I had gone into this saying, well, you know, the sleeper match, the thing that's going to steal the show here is Seth and Dolph. It's got to right. be great. We've seen them be great over the course of this month. Yep. Say what you will about Dolph Ziggler. Like, he has proven that he belongs to be in this feud. Yep. Maybe not necessarily in the main event. He can always hang in ring. But though. yes, yep. exactly. This has been good. And I'm sure you've heard this, but the sh- dirt sheets are saying there was a late switch. Vince McMahon was not backstage for this. He oh, was no, kind I didn't of, hear this. Uh, running it through uh, Billy Kidman and Triple H were the, <laughs> the head, like, guys backstage in okay. gorilla position for the show. There was a very late change, like maybe an hour or less before the show went to air, where they swapped the position of what was going to go on last. Initially, Dolph and Seth were supposed to be the main card opener. Okay. And they moved from opener to closer. Because, well, you know, pe- because there was a be Bobby and Roman? Yeah, but there was a contingent okay. of people backstage being like, this feud over the course of this month 
deserves to close this show. And I do think that that is correct. However, Mm. if you're going to move a match from the open to the close, booking needs to change with it because this was not booked like a main event at all. No, this was... It couldn't have been worse booked, honestly. So dumb. Like, it just was so frustrating because, like you said, Justin, and I I mean, my thoughts on Dolph Ziggler are well noted, and in case you're a new listener, I don't care much for him. But, again, an Iron Man match of him and Seth is a main event. It's an appealing sort of like yeah. again. In the they s- already worked a half hour match on Raw earlier in the month that was yeah. outstanding. But it's so hard when it's already four hours into the show, and then you're just watching this match that he's up three z- or Seth's up three zero. Then Dolph cheats, he ties it. Like well, he yeah. six pinfalls. But here's the in thing: never, minutes. never mind the conventions of the scoring here within an Iron Man match. Sure, yeah. This is a show called Extreme Rules, <laughs> right? Yeah, which is about sure. like hardcore stipulations, and you give me a match that is determined by someone breaking the <laughs> yeah. rules and going down by disqualification <laughs> falls. It's a great point. It makes n- like <laughs> it goes completely against the spirit of the show and it's just terrible booking. Like Dolph pinned Seth four times in like oh, yeah. five minutes yeah. using moves that he doesn't pin anyone with. Yeah. It, it just made Seth look shitty. Like there is a way to book this match where it's great and you can still do yeah. the Drew McIntyre interference. You can still do everything yeah, with of that you want. But just save it for the end. Yeah, like, that's the overtime. Exactly. Drew finally gets involved or I don't know. I, I really dislike this, this match. This should have been either Zero zero going into overtime or one one. They gave us way too many falls. I, I agree with that, but I also feel like they just didn't let these guys get any momentum. Like yeah. if you have two guys who like like you say, we need them to wrestle for thirty minutes. Yeah. And you just have them doing angle after angle and pinfall, pinfall, pinfall. They because, they couldn't get going at any point. This was a well told story in ring. I guarantee you the crowd does not shit on it the way that they did. Yeah, gosh, that that's a whole other thing. And that crowd, again, I've said this about pay-per-views before, but, like, for the opener, they were there. They were ready to, like, have a show. Mm-hmm. And then they just halfway through, they felt like me. Exactly. They're sitting on their hands. Because, like, how, by the time Seth Rollins, God bless him for being as over as he is, but by the time he comes out, you've just had to trudge through so much bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's those guys had a lot of work to do to, like, get that crowd back and me personally watching it, and I think you too. I mean, th- like, it, the Rusev-AJ match was the best match on this show. By far, yeah, yeah, But, yeah. It, like, I wouldn't even say that that was a great match. No, it was but good. If that was a match on SmackDown, it probably would have stood out. But on that card, again, it's just these length and the slog. It's like... And again, you're right. It was a good match and definitely the best match on the card. All credit through 7AJ. I enjoyed that match. Yeah. But you have to have – the best cards have these momentums where it's all crescendoing to the main – think of Money in the Bank 2011. Like each man build and build and build. By the time CM Punk comes out, that building is feral. Yeah. And it's like there was no stage setting for anyone here. Like it's a miracle AJ and Rusev were getting the reactions they were. Yeah, like, I, I just come back to the idea that like – if you know that you have become the main event and you're no longer the opener, mm. you have three and a half hours, basically, <laughs> yeah. before you get to that point in the show. Rebook the match. Rebook the match. Change everything about it because how do you look at what you have laid out there and think this is a compelling climax that you can go off the air with? Yeah, I don't that know. That we're going to restart over time and Drew is going to get involved again and it'll be a 20-second fall because he got punked by McIntyre. It's so funny, too, because doing the show this week, I think if we were doing this show on Monday, I might speak about Extreme Rules maybe a little bit less critically, but I've been watching the G1 all week. Like, I've watched three XWT packs of it, so like four hours of G1, and I'm just like, 
this just and I hate to sound like this. I don't want to be the guy yeah. who's just like New Japan is firing in every way. It's better than WWE right now. I don't like being this guy, but I don't know how somebody could be watching the G1 and watching Extreme Rules and be like, I think Extreme Rules is as good. Like, no, the chasm is apart at this point. So there yeah. you go, Jamie. At the same time, yeah, you know we have friends who are like, WWE is just crap, and they're never going to get better because they have no incentive. Yeah, these same people. We're marking the fuck out for the Team Hell No reunion. Yeah, of course. Like three weeks ago. And I've completely forgotten about that because yes. there is so much content. It is such a slog that even when good things happen that you not just like, actually love. Fully love. Which the Team Hell No reunion for me was yeah, something I fully love. Because like people who are watching the G1, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't... I don't think anybody's, like, jumping up and clapping and whooping and having the hell of a time. In a total different way, right? Yeah. You appreciate the work rate, but you're yeah. not, like, cheering on the couch. Not – I only ever do that if I'm with people, I feel yeah. like. Uh, but the Team Hell No reaction, I think I might have alone. Exactly. Yeah. Or sh- actually, I can give you a good example of this. And the thing so WWE say- can do, like Shane McMahon's return. Yeah. I was watching Raw alone at home. Yeah. And that hit, and I was like, oh, my God! Yeah, <laughs> so, so, like, I would yeah. say that yeah, that Team Hell No reunion got a bigger reaction than anything you're going to see in the G1 because it hit an emotional yeah. note that just good work rate can't do on its own, I don't think. I, I'd have to think about that more, but there is something there. There's something WWE can only deliver because they have all this history and all these things to but, call back on. But it says something also that this was, like, three weeks ago. <laughs> And yeah. all of the critics have forgotten this. But They're dude, acting like, oh, I never cheered. I didn't even... How many hours of WWE content has there been since that? At least, like, 20. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's really something. Anything else you want to say about Extreme Rules, JMO? Uh, Not really. I'm yeah. trying to rack my brain here. Just, you know, I, I liked Roman and Bob. I thought it was a good match. Yep. I like calling him Bob also. I love calling him Bob. <laughs> and like like you had probably brought up, him hitting him with the spear did... Ca- uh, Bobby hitting Roman with the spear did catch me by surprise. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll say this, um, and I, I hope this doesn't come across as sexist or awful. Both shows need to fix their women's title pictures w- in the worst way. Here's what I will say about this. Yeah. I heard a lot of complaints about the finish of Carmella Asuka before I watched it. Yeah. I thought that finish was so much better than the finish of their previous match. Yeah, I actually agree like with that. At least, like, running her head first into the cage, that looked like a, a real knockout move. Yep. Whereas, like, just distracting with Ellsworth on the apron... Fuck that. Yeah, I, also, I do agree. It, like, it made sense. Like, he's dangling by one leg. It's a compelling reason for her to want to take her revenge. It's a lot better than the usual types of angles like this. But, but again, I just I know that they're keeping Alexa with the belt so that she can do that double joint thing when Ronda armbars her. Like, I get that. Yeah. But we're, there's just there's, you have to have one of them that can wrestle. Like, every women's match is sucking right now because your champions are Alexa Bliss and... Carmella. Yeah, well, like, Becky's in the hunt on the SmackDown well, side. Now, they, right? that it's can't, gotta, it's gotta can't be. happen soon enough. It's gotta be her. Like, it, it really couldn't happen soon enough, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It's too bad that Charlotte is injured right now. The one thing that I do want to say, though, this is from the pre-show. We'll yeah. touch on this and then kind of wrap it up and get into oh, our, yeah. our one round this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't actually see this match in the pre-show, yeah, un- but between the matches that he had on SmackDown this week <laughs> and the SmackDown match he had last week, could Andrade Cien Almas, like, have had a better week <laughs> on the main roster for a guy who just, like, cannot get on TV seemingly to save yeah. his life? Y- you could make the argument he was, like, all three of the best WWE matches this week. Yeah. Um, I-, I might not, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a-, a great point. I mean, it's nice to see him on TV. I'm very ready for him to enter a feud, even if it's with Sin Cara. I, I would almost welcome it at this point, even though he's won both times. Yeah. Like, if Sin Cara, he's got some fire, and you can tell Sin Cara is, like... 
He's given her. He wants people to love him. And I also, I don't know, I forget who tweeted this. I wish I could credit them. But somebody on our Twitter feed said, is anybody better at making their opponents look great than Andrade Cien Almas? And that hadn't really occurred to me before. But there might not be. I was, like, gonna, I was thinking that that was going to end with Sin Cara. Oh, sure. man, like, the best that, the like, Corbin. Baron Corbin's ever yeah. been was that Sin Cara feud. That's a great point, too. Uh, I was just thinking Andrade with, like, he hasn't, like, everyone he's touched is good. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, Sin Cara shares that, too, which explains. But, I mean. And, and they're not even—they're not killing themselves. They're not taking these horrific bombs. And Lord, you're seeing those in the G1 right now. Yeah. Christ. Um, it's very refreshing to see Andrade Cien Almas if they can capitalize on that. And I thought SmackDown this week was good too. To be clear, yeah. I feel like it's starting to shift in the right direction. Yes. So you're right. That's a great. I mean, we're getting spotlight. Daniel Bryan versus Miz right now yep. because of the cane injury, yep. which is real and kind of fortuitous. Like as much as it sucks to see them take him out of the tag picture, because I did want to see that match. Yeah. Like we are getting the. We're getting the meat on the bone right now and not the appetizer. We also have to give a credit to The Miz because, like you, I was like, oh, no, the Team Hell No thing is over already. But his funeral for Team Hell No opening so segment. Good. It's like, so good. Dude, you, you almost forget sometimes with The Miz because it's just like week in and week out. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, The Miz is doing Miz. Like, how many Miz TVs open Smack? Or he didn't open this week. But how many Miz TVs are on SmackDown are, like, reliably good? Uh, Like, all of them, yeah, basically? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's freakish. And so I thought that segment was good enough to sort of get me into but it. But just to circle back to Andrade one last time yeah, before please. we Close. I'll talk uh, about them all day. You know, do the whole episode on Andrade. There's only so many weeks where you can give us a 30 second backstage promo with Selena before, yeah. like, I gotta see what this guy can do. That's and right. like, you and I, we know already. Yes. We, we couldn't be more on board with this guy. But what have we seen again and 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 again Every single time someone gets called up from NXT, even if they're a former NXT champion. Yep. If you don't tell the story of who they are on the main roster, it's for nothing. They yeah. don't – like, that doesn't translate. Especially with heels. There's yeah. 100,000 examples of and, this. And what's going to get you invested in this guy even more than just, you know, telling me that he is uh, El Idolo, that he is uh, you Wrestling. Know, the guy who, who you're going to hate, that he's the best that there is but in a cocky way and he's got the Latina lady who's front and form. You know, all of these things are his gimmick and that's fine. What's going to get you into him? Watching him work the matches that is why you and I love him yes. in the first place. And it's still wrestling at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, Justin, I think that's enough for this off the hop. Yeah, what, what is our one round this week even on? I don't think we've told the people oh, I did sneak it in uh, briefly right before you made a uh, point. Yes, but right. uh, uh, it is about uh, the return of one Terry Bollea into the WWE fold. Who's that? Uh, Hollywood something? Oh, I'm not sure. No, yeah. Hulk Hogan, of course, Justin. Uh, back in the news this week for being reinstated into the WWE Hall of Fame. A couple WWE uh, roster members coming out and making comments about this. Which... Uh, Good, good. Yes, yes. Uh, most important to hear from uh, African Americans yeah. on this one. And like, we will get into that yeah. right now in, in round, round number one. Round one. Fight. Justin, I don't know if you're a real American, but the real American, at least according to his theme song, Hulk Hogan, is back. I, uh, I'm not a real American, unfortunately, but I will say. Yeah. The people know, of course, from my political rantings over the last several weeks, <laughs> yeah. I do fight for the rights of every man. You certainly And woman. Do. Yes. And child. And, uh, you know, and uh, if you're gender fluid or two-spirited, whatever you happen to be, I fight for your rights, too. Old j is in your corner. Me? 
<laughs> I say let the scales decide. <laughs> uh, Justin, Hulk Hogan, it got announced this week. Before we dive into these reactions and whatnot, you must have seen this pop up maybe on Twitter last week, maybe in our wrestling chat. What was your initial thought when you said when you saw WWE has reinstated Hulk Hogan to the well, Hall of Fame? Well, first of all, they never said that he was suspended from the Hall of Fame, so that's curious unto itself. Oh, yeah, I guess they, they never. They, they, were pre- they were asked multiple times. I think it might have been David Bixenspan who was saying they have been asked point blank multiple times because he was pulled off the website. Has he been removed from the Hall of Fame? And they would never give an answer one way or another. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. Uh, I just did three years of Real Good Show. Mm. I mean, we're still doing Real Good Show. Yeah, congratulations. But uh, we, we had our three-year anniversary. And the things that were in the news that we like got a bunch of juice out of when we were first starting to do the show, like DeAndre Jordan nearly signing with the Dallas Mavericks and instead going back to the L.A. Clippers, and Hulk Hogan getting you know his whole oh, this one thing blowing up. Yeah. Like, Three years later, these things are all back in the news again because DeAndre does leave the Clippers and goes to Dallas. And then a week later after that, three years basically to the day as well, Hulk Hogan is back in the news as well. It's like everything is reminding me that I am celebrating a three-year anniversary on my thing right now because everything that was in the news (laughs) three years ago is in the fucking news again. What's old is new again. Much like fashion, Hulk Hogan is still racist. But the first thing that I thought was, why? Like, Mm. why? Okay, first I thought... Is this a break glass? Like, did they just have the Hulkster in a break glass in case of emergency box? Like a ratings thing. Because they just had the lowest rated Raw in history. I hadn't really thought of that. immediately, not even a week later after that, Hulk is reinstated. So I'm thinking, uh, is he going to be a TV character? Is he going to be on Raw every week? Sure. He's going to be a draw. You know, as much as I hate to admit that, he is going to be a draw. Do you think five weeks in he is? His last run wasn't, for what it's worth. The return was that episode, and then it mostly sunk back to normal. But, like, isn't that what they always... They just want the return pop. I think they want, like, the clicks and the news and the general hubbub, yeah. But, like, it's not like they can put him into a PR position, because he's a PR nightmare. Certainly not, no, yeah. So unless he's going to be an on-screen character for you... Why the fuck are you even doing this at all? Is it just so you no longer have to pretend like he doesn't exist? Uh, Justin, we got a tweet this week, and again, I forget who it's from, so I do apologize. And somebody said, is there a chance that Bobby Lashley becomes the first African-American WWE uh, champion? He pins Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and Hulk Hogan comes up and holds his hand up. Could this happen? Yeah. If that happens... I, I'm gonna have to consider. I don't know. Okay, like, I don't think Hulk like holds his hand up. No. But like, it, some I think somebody asked us specifically if like the Hulkster would be Lashley's manager or something like that. Oh, okay. And look, it wouldn't be the most racist person who's managed Bobby Lashley. <laughs> It's not like Hulk Hogan is the fucking president. Uh, so, you know. That was a great joke. <laughs> so, like. I love that. You know, I, I don't know that I'd have an enormous problem with that. Though it does, you know, present the obvious thing of like. I haven't heard well, anything you said. Well, they are clearly just doing this for political reasons to make Hulkster look good. Yeah. Like that, it's like just naked uh, 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 kind of like redemption arc for him there, you know? Yeah, that's right. But if right. there's one guy who, like, I feel like politically would be on board with that, like, Bobby Lashley is politically very stupid. Yeah, he's big on Trump, right? Yeah, he loves Trump. Yeah. Uh, loves, uh, you know... God, how? How can you be someone... Literally, not- Bobby Lashley's reasons for why Trump would be a good president... Why? ...is that the 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 WrestleMania that he was involved with did good business. 
No. He's a, yeah, he's a big, <laughs> he's a good businessman. He, he got involved with me, and we did great business. Wow. So he's going to be good for business because he's president deals, and he's going to come in, he's going to do all the business, and the country's going to be great. That's literally basically, you know, I'm obviously simplifying yeah, and paraphrasing, yeah. but that is the essence of what Bobby Lashley had to say. I can't so, believe I'm going to say this, but uh, I hope Roman Reigns gets his win back. <laughs> so is there one black guy on the roster who's going to say, like, I wouldn't mind working with Hulk Hogan? It might be Lashley, because it right. certainly will not be Titus O'Neil or the New Day. Dude, okay, so let's let's shift over to some of the reactions from people on the WWE roster, because I think the best, the best way to do this is to listen to the black members of the roster. What do they think? My opinion is one thing, but certainly theirs carries a great deal more Be- water. Before we even get into these uh, two guys who have made statements, yeah. I don't know that he's said anything since the reinstatement, but I do know that he said something before... Mark Henry yes. was very much opposed. I can actually to give you some first-hand uh, info on this because I was listening to Busted Open on my work drive this week, uh, a radio show which he hosts on Wednesdays or co-hosts, I mm-hmm. should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically said that he doesn't. He thinks Hulk Hogan has to go and apologize to every single member of the WWE roster, and if he wants help with that. And he was saying this in like a joking way. He's like, if he wants me to bring him around the roster, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> like, I got the sense he was not tickled pink, just sort of uh, inferring from his tone and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but from people who we do know, here, here's what the New Day put out uh, in regards to this. I'm and this gonna, is through Big E's Twitter? Uh, I'm, I'm reading it from uh, ProWrestlingSheet.com okay, now. this is a joint statement. I'm by all, all the New three. Day, yes. Okay. To the WWE... <laughs> to the Tyson, like Kurt Angle, I can't say WWE. WWE. <laughs> to the WWE Universe and whoever, to whoever else it may concern. This is the only statement we will be making regarding Hulk Hogan's reinstatement to the WWE Hall of Fame. We do not wish to spend the energy debating the point because our kids, our external ventures, and this job, our energy is already spread thin enough already. LOL. We are writing this only to simply provide an answer to many who have bombarded us with questions on where we stand on the issue. We preface the statement by emphasizing that this is our own opinion and may not necessarily reflect the opinion of anyone else affected. And here's the statement. How do we feel? Indifferent. We are not happy, sad, angry, or revent- resentful. Who WWE puts into the Hall of Fame is totally and completely up to the company, and from a career standpoint, there is no argument whether Hogan should have his place. We have no problem with his reinduction in the slightest degree. It is impossible to even begin and mention the history and evolution of the business without mentioning his names and accolades. On his personal level, I did not realize this was so long, on a personal level, when someone makes raceful and hateful comments about any race or group of people, especially to the degree that Hogan made about our people, we find it difficult to simply forget, regardless of how long ago it was, or the situation in which those comments were made. We do not... We also do not respond with more feelings of hate. Instead, we just do not associate with the people who convey or have conveyed this negative and hurtful mindset. Okay. Uh, I feel like the one that Titus gave was a little bit stronger than that. Oh, boy. Uh, Did you see that one? Uh, Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm not going to read it exactly. I don't have it in front of me. But he essentially said, uh, you know... uh, Hulk Hogan has apologized for this, blah, blah, blah. I do believe in second and third chances for people to redeem themselves. Uh, and clearly the apologies given has satisfied WWE. However. Yes, Titus. An enormous however. Go off, King. He was like, I do not feel that this apology is satisfactory. Yep. That it was like, that he did not mean it. That it was very contrite. That he he, he apologized basically like for offending. Yes. Or for the circumstance. Rather than the, the content for, of what he actually said. For being said. racist. Yeah, exactly. Like. And so Titus said like, personally, no, I am not okay with this. I do not think that it is acceptable for him to... I love that. But, but like, you know, he, there's only so much he can do. He basically said, like, all I can do is focus on myself and my own role and what I do to be a positive role model, not just uh, 
to uh, children, but specifically to the black community, his sons and, and black children the world over. And he's going to focus on that and do the best that he can and not worry about the Hulkster, because what can you do? But the fact that he was willing to say this apology that he gave to the roster backstage on Sunday, because he was there. Yeah, uh, James Ellsworth gave an interview sort of detailing this. He said it was bullshit. Yeah. That it was not anywhere close to what is required. And... Kudos to him because, man, if you're going to get mad about uh, improper uh, punishments, this guy was suspended for, what, three months yep. for touching his boss's elbow yep. at the Daniel Bryan retirement Think ceremony. about that. We were there. We saw it happen. We saw it happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to say this, too. Uh, I was curious in this. You know me being a big Titus Mark. I clicked on uh, who liked the tweet from the Top Marks account to just see if any WWE superstars had sort of, I feel that as a, a point of support. Yeah. And many had. Uh, and I want to shout out especially Finn Balor, who went out and just did a tweet on his own where he just said, I love Titus O'Neil right after Titus put that out. So uh, Becky Lynch liked this tweet. Sami Zayn liked and retweeted his tweet. Uh, so I think it's worth, I think it's, Silence is not good in a situation like that, and I can only speak for me personally, but there is something weird about this where I'm going to have a hard time getting past the Hogan thing. Not not because I'm, I've am i never said anything dumb in my life. I haven't said anything to that level for sure. And maybe this sounds silly, JMO, and you can tell me if it does, but there's something about it being post-coitus that really sets me off in a weird way. I feel like that's like a vulnerable moment where like your, your true your self true feelings is, come out. is probably exposed. If he would have – and maybe this is bad. Maybe I need to evaluate how I look at things. But if he said this 20 years ago and he was like joking around and it's like, ah, it's horrible. That's so bad. But okay, maybe, maybe it was so long ago. But something about the recency and it being like right after sex that just – it's really hard for me to get past. Do, do you kind of feel the same? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I, I don't know. I'm not one of these people who's going to say, I'm going to stop watching WWE if he's back on the programming, but uh, I'm certainly not looking forward to it. He says his exact words here from Titus. Unfortunately, I must echo the sentiment and dissatisfaction expressed by many of my fellow contemporaries concerning Mr. Bollea's apology and its lack of true contrition, remorse, and a desire to change. Mr. Bollea's apology, quote, that he didn't know he was being recorded, quote, is not remorse for the hateful and violent utterances he made, which reprise language that has caused violence against blacks and minorities for centuries. I love Titus O'Neil. <laughs> and he just titled this post, My Truth! Yeah! And you know what they say, the truth will set, set you free. free. Uh, so great stuff from him. And yeah, like... You remember that match he had on NXT against Sami Zayn that just sucked ass? Uh, yeah. From then till now is like the most growth I've ever had for liking a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> but like... I mean, it, I, I brought it up. If he's going to be an on-screen character, like yeah. that seems to be the only result of this, ultimately. What else? Unless, unless they just want to stop ignoring his contributions to history. Which, if that's what it is, if that's all it is, then I maybe can be okay with it. As I'm long actually as they're totally... Not, uh, like, that's fine by me. Yeah, if they're not going to, like, jump on the apology tour here, but that is for sure what's going to happen. That's my fear, right? Like... I feel like he must have been a GM at some point in the yeah. past during my dark period. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he good at it? Um, he was Hulk Hogan. I don't know. Yeah. Was he good at it? Could he, is he worse than Kurt is right now? Though I will no. say, <laughs> Kurt's had a pretty strong back-to-back showing. Yeah, he he's definitely like... But he's involved in a few that he has to look strong exactly. in, which helps instead of look, having to look like a dumb But it's mope. like something for him to do, That's finally, right. Was Hogan worse? I don't know. It, it's hard. He was just Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah. brother, here's the match, and we're going to do this at Mania. He was, you know, was he the, the Raw GM back in yeah, the day? And the yeah, and leading into him guest hosting Mania. Okay. Uh, and at the launch of the network, too. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so that's so. really not long before I started watching. No, that. I think probably like right with right within that. Yeah. Now I don't remember if he actually was the GM for Raw. He may have just appeared on it for like two or three weeks leading I up to the. I do remember he was doing the nine ninety nine thing week after. Yeah, week. that's like what's launched in my mind. I can't remember yeah. if he was the GM or just there pimping the network. But the network it is. plug spots were fucking atrocious. So if that's how he'd be as the GM. I don't see any upside to this. Dude, hail corporate drives me mental in general. And when the crowd was just like, nine ninety nine, I was like, I hate everyone. But again, like, they can't, like, the the natural role for an alumni like this, if they're not going to be an on-screen character, is to be a spokesperson or right. a PR. And he can't do that. No, he can't do any of that. No, nor should, like, I just don't understand why they would be doing this if it is going to be leading anywhere. Justin, so, do you have anything else you want to say about the Hulkster? Uh, just that, you know, I've been on record Again and again, because this is something that's come up in our mailbag. It's like, yeah. do you want to see Hulk Hogan come back? Is it time for Hulk Hogan to come back? And the answer that I've always given is no. Yeah. Well, I Never. Don't, well, I don't even understand what the yes is there. Even if you were a terrible racist person who had no problem with what he said, mm-hmm. like, let's assume if that person was like, yeah, I want Hulk to be back on TV, I would still wonder why. Like, yeah. what does he do that's good that you want to see, him, even from a pure wrestling show? Exactly. Besides, like, one time, maybe it's, like, interesting to see him doing it. And every time they've seemingly kicked the tires on this over the last, like, year and a bit, when it's been, like, WWE is expressing interest in potentially, like, making, uh, making good with Hulk Hogan, the... Fan blowback has been so enormous yes. that they immediately are like, okay, we can't we, do this. Sorry, our bad, our bad. I wonder if maybe the most recent time they tried to do this, they just realized that like, there's never going to be a time when there isn't enormous blowback. So if we want to do it, let's just fucking do it. Like, is this a, just pulling the Band-Aid on this, essentially? And I agree with that point, J-Mo. That was not 15 minutes, but what more can you say about a racist piece of shit? Yeah, I... I yeah. Justin, yeah. This show this week, I've had a I've had a bad week. I was looking forward to doing the show because I was like, ah, I need some something to to let go of, and nothing makes me more in the mood of happiness than keep it or kick it. What really? It is my my pride and joy. I uh, just yeah. love reading out these things. Sunday night tweet is the people segment, but. Keep it or kick it. That's Josh's. That's my. It's my round number two. Yeah. Which everybody knows is your yeah, favorite. Of course, segment. round number two is my favorite, but <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have time for it this week. <laughs> well, then, Justin, what we do have time for I'm is I'm gonna a go round. home miserable without round number two. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, bud. I don't. I don't <laughs> want you to go home miserable. Yeah. Uh, Justin, no. keep it or kick it. For those who may not listen before, all it is is I draft up a list of roughly twenty to twenty-five things in the world of wrestling. I read them to you aloud, and you must tell me if you want to keep this item, which is you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or you kick it. You hate it. You despise it. You never want to see it again. Do you understand the rules, Justin? I fully understand. Let's uh, get into it. Hit the music. Justin, keep it or kick it. Our truth getting TV time. He's on SmackDown right now, yeah? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, he's on the roster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, that roster is so packed. I would just flip him back to Raw and put him on Raw. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd put him. Yes, TV time, but on the opposite brand. Uh, so I will say keep it. Randy Orton entering the 2019 G1 tournament. Ooh, <laughs> I will kick it though. He would be so big there. He, yes, he I would. mean just size. Yes, but and I will. I will say, I've kind of liked this return from Orton. Okay, that was the one thing we didn't talk about from Extreme Rules. I hated the segment on Sunday. Yeah, I mean the low blow thing. I do like him coming back as a as an edgy heel though. Like I feel like this is ideal Orton. Though I've said in the past that like. There almost is no ideal Orton. When he's a heel, I would rather he's a babyface. Yeah. And when he's a babyface, I'd rather he be a heel. Dude, at this point, he's just Randy Borton. But, dude, pulling on the ear, 
that was it felt yeah okay that was a visceral moment that that's like the best orton healing since the daniel bryan feud the b team as tag team champions kick it <laughs> didn't even have to think about that one paul Heyman advocating for someone other than brock lesnar keep it yeah depending on who though it really like uh, like maybe lashley mm. that might be too similar to brock too on though. the nose yeah yeah like per, per, like we talked about Finn Balor as a guy. What if I throw this to you? Yeah. Alistair Black. Ooh, yeah. That feels like the one yes, for me. Yes, but maybe that's too similar to Punk, though, also. like it, I feel like it yeah. needs to be something different than what he's done before, and yeah. maybe Finn is that guy. Him and Joe would be fucking money, too. Yeah, but then again, like it's another destroyer. Like, yeah, I guess And Joe true. is so good at talking. Though I know you always bring up the point, CM Punk, the reason why it was so good, it was two great talkers going back and forth. Well, not together. just. There's so many examples of this. Yeah. Uh, Heenan and Mo I mean, oh, you go. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, I just I, like an undersized, smaller, like fast guy, but not somebody who's a cruiserweight. Like, yeah, I don't know who fits that bill. Beyond, I think it's just Balor. Yeah, like Seth doesn't need him, but th though that could be great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, he sees the money in him. He sees the architect. Yeah, that yeah. Could be cool Heyman and like. Rollins. It might elevate Rollins as Mike game a little bit too. Hell like, yeah. That, that, I, that I'm actually kind of into that pairing. Yeah. Anyway, we just brought him up. Justin Alistair Black getting called up after SummerSlam. Ah, uh, after SummerSlam. Yeah, you know, yes, he he's ready. He's been ready for a while. He's so good. He, like, both him and Dream both after that feud could have come right up at, at that point. And I will say, they gave him uh, an action figure in the new line. It debuted at Comic-Con yesterday. How's it look? So awesome. I may have to get that. Yes. Uh, Scott Steiner in the WWE Hall of Fame. In the Hall of Fame? Yeah. It'll never happen. It will never happen. But would I put him in? Yes, absolutely. Keep it. <laughs> the XFL return. Uh, kick it. Mandy Rose. Keep it. Dan and you know what? She she's yep. good. Mm. We, no, she is. She's coming along. She's she for everything that we said about Sonya Deville being too green and not ready and like being given a two segment match on SmackDown that was yeah. terrible. Mandy was given basically that same spot and did so much she did better. better with it. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I think that's a good comparison and point. Uh, Daniel Cormier appearing on WWE television. Keep it. Yeah, dude. Dude, if Brock loses the title because Cormier interferes, we were uh, talking about this last week, it'll never happen. Yeah. But how cool would it be? It would be unbelievable. I want to be clear that I would hate it. Yeah, why? I only like that in one-way traffic. I only like WWE to reality, not reality entering WWE. I feel like it like, takes away but, from the UFC title. But isn't that like so much better than, like, you know... Fucking John Stewart interfering oh, in the title match. Yeah, for sure. Oh, like yeah. that's a low yeah. bar to clear. Definitely, but like, though. they seem to want to court this mainstream publicity. Yeah, with I don't things blame like them. this. I don't blame them. Daniel Cormier would do so much. More. Like that would be. He'd be I, good too. He's, I, he's a good talker. Like I mean, John Stewart. When that happened, that gets traction in like People magazine and yeah. USA Today and all these mainstream outlets. Daniel Cormier coming in would be on sports talk radio. For sure. Like yeah. the lead story after 226 on my show that we talked about for almost the entire day. We didn't talk about the Canucks one single time. And if you're not in Vancouver, please know that all this market wants <laughs> yeah. to hear about is the Vancouver Canucks. That's it. <laughs> That's all. We did basically our entire show, or at least half of it, on Cormier and Lesnar. Like there That's is mainstream awesome. appeal here in a pure sports interest way. If Cormier got involved, I guarantee you that is a big-ticket news item on sports, television, and radio. Minoru Suzuki having a one-off NXT match a la Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes, big-time keep it. I 
I, I don't, because he had this, I don't know if you saw this, it was his 25th anniversary of wrestling okay. this year, so he put on his own, just a small outdoor event where he wrestled Okada. I didn't watch the match, but he was wearing white trunks instead of black, and I was just like, I saw it. There's nothing I don't like about this guy. Dude, like, Suzuki versus Ciampa, would you not be all over oh that? Oh my god! Is that god! not like, one of the best what matches you could make in 2018? Wow. I, I, in my mind, Alistair Black, because, like, the strike exchanges, but Ciampa might be better. That's Either way, how could you go wrong? He has just been so good in the G1, dude. Like, it's freak. I, he's 50. I know. Like, he's insane. It doesn't make any sense. He's uh, insane. He's I, crazy, man. Sorry to go too far down this tunnel, but uh, Aubrey Sitterson tweeted this week that he just wanted Minoru Suzuki to go out, floor dudes, and smack them up through and get all the way to the G1 finals, and I was like, I am here for that. <laughs> uh, Justin, no way Jose challenging for the IC title this year. Uh, no. I I don't see, I don't see this. I don't like. I he's a good house show opener. Yeah, that's but enough. that's kind of like the ceiling. He kicks it. But like, yeah, I'd say kick it. But like, you know, do I like him better than someone in a similar role like that, like Adam Rose? Absolutely. He's the best version of that in ages, for sure. If you want to compare him to, like, I don't know who's the Santino. But well, he is, like he's undercard for sure. Yeah. I would never put him in the mid card. Presuming Cody is still under contract, unless he becomes a heel. In which oh. case, maybe he can go a little oh, I feel like that. that's a death for him. I feel like heel No Way Jose is just death. He'll, yeah, no. His new gimmick would be death of the party. <laughs> just Way Jose. Yeah. Uh, presuming Cody is still under contract, Goldust ends his career in New Japan. Uh, okay, no. Here's a new gimmick. Go ahead. You're going to have to tell me the topic that you just said again okay, in a fine. second. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no Way Jose's heel gimmick is that... He goes to 205 Live, <laughs> despite the fact that he is over 205 pounds and looks huge. He's huge. Uh, but he insists that he is 205. Actually, he insists he's 204. <laughs> and okay. they can't check it because he's changed his name to No Way. <laughs> W-E-I-G-A. Yes. Oh, yeah, he refuses oh. to be weighed, and he insists that they take him at his word. Oh, so dear. he is an oversized heel just dummying these cruiserweights on 205 Live. Justin, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, is that not great? <laughs> I'm kind of into yeah. it. Is that not wonderful? It's great. Presuming Cody is still under contract, okay. Goldust spending the last year of his career in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he would be a cool thing over there, to oh, be for honest. For sure, dude. It's, like... Takamichinoku is yep. still kicking it in New yep. Japan. Like, there are some old dudes. Suzuki, like we just mentioned. Exactly. Yep. And there are, like, a lot of weird gimmicks over there as well. Mm -hmm. Dude. <laughs> like, Evil I would. First gold dust? No, I would put gold dust on LIJ. Oh my god. Imagine like he him would fit in, like, in perfect. Some super flashy suit, but yeah. still painted up. That yeah. would actually be fucking sick. Yeah. I am so into LIJ Goldust, I can't even like a tell tag you. team of like Goldust and Bushi. Oh! I'm ready! Yeah. Where do I sign? Let's do it. Oh. Uh, Impact Wrestling still existing in the year 2022. Oh, 22. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, competition yeah. good. No, and I, we, I, we talked a couple weeks ago about why I think Impact is like. Very important in the landscape right mm -hmm. now, and I don't want, I don't need to get into that again, but I'll say keep it. Scotty Too Hardy Rumble appearance. <sighs> Man, we we did uh, the first NXT takeover. Oh yeah, he's, they're against the um, Ascension. The <laughs> I was calling the Acolytes. Yeah, it's too cool versus the Ascension is the NXT tag title match on that show. He gets a huge bomb. Yeah, he still had it on some levels. He also looked super old and bald. Yeah. So. Uh, as a as a rumble appearance though, yeah, he'd pop the crowd for sure. Yeah, he does a worm. Yeah, it'll do a return pop, do the worm, get tossed for sure. Uh, Zack Saber Jr. versus Chad Gable. You you know how that would go too. Like he does the worm, he does the he gets up, 
goes to the back and forth, gets ready to do the falling chop, and then immediately Braun just gets thrown up. over the ropes. It's definitely Braun yeah. who does it. Yeah. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Chad Gable. Uh, yeah. No, dude. Yeah, sign me up for that. Keep it. Uh, Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burners from Feed Me More Supplements. Is this a real thing? It is 100% real. Well, fuck. I guess uh, Ryback's got to make money somehow Ry- if he's not going to wrestle. Uh, Ryback made this horrible commercial for these that is on his Instagram, and I could not recommend highly enough for you all to is go watch it. Is he an insane person, though? Yes, like, how does fully. he not realize that he's priced himself out of working? Well, yeah. I, dude, I don't know. Because he's a crazy person. I don't know what else like, you could say. Like, just lower your rate, dude. That is. Like, if Cody can make a living on the indies, and he was before he even signed with New Japan or Ring of Honor, if fucking Emma who initially the word was that she had priced herself out. Right. She seems to have no problem getting all kinds of work. Yep. Lower your rate, man. There is a there is a there is a market, a crowd, an audience of people. They are sitting in the <laughs> right now. Say, it's you and me. Who want to pay money to go see Ryback? Fucking take some dates, man. Imagine if Ryback was at Ballroom Brawl. Yeah, it would be unreal. Be unreal. Two more here, Justin. Zelina Vega turning on Andrade before 2020. Oh. Uh. So in the next year and a half. No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm with you. I, like I think they, are, they. It's a good tandem pairing, and I think even if he turned babyface, she could turn face with him. Like, eventually, people are going to want to like them. You and I are already there. I'm kind. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. that already. So don't. Like I just. I think they rush into things too often. Sometimes they also get accused of <laughs> waiting too long. I would just say their pacing sucks in yeah, general. Yeah, but they, they never know when the moment is right. Uh, though sometimes they do, I guess. But do uh, they? When's the last time they like absolutely got lightning in a bottle? Bre- breaking up the shield. Yes, that was that. You're correct. But timing was perfect. Perfect. I fully agree. And there's people who will disagree with that, but I think because it was a little too soon, it was perfect. Exactly. And finally, Justin Ronda Rousey as your cover star for WWE 2K19. 2K19. Next year. I can't believe she's the pre-order character. I know. That she's on the fucking roster. She's going to be champ. in the game? In yeah. all likelihood, when the game comes out, she's going to be the fucking champion. Exactly. Like, she's yeah. going to be champ for like a year straight. Yeah. They're like, oh, you didn't pre-order? Well, you won't be able to get her until March. That did strike me as extremely bizarre. Weird. But yeah, I, let, sure. Let's do it. I would say, however, Ron, keep it or kick it, Ronda Rousey as the cover athlete of WWE The Magazine. Oh. Bring back the magazine just to put Ronda on the cover. Well, you know I would definitely subscribe, so big keep it from me. Well, if the folks know, I just inherited a huge stack. I have very cool stuff. Of WWF magazines from between like 1987 and 1992. Yeah, they look sick. I saw them this weekend. It's they are so awesome. awesome. And that was Keep It or Kick It. Yeah, a long one, but a good one. A long and good. Yeah. Things are often not like that. Uh, well, what do you mean? Where'd your brain go to, Justin? <laughs> Wow. I was thinking about movies. Oh, we're real. I was thinking about Return of the King. That's long and good. Uh, That's not what your eyes said. Yeah. Uh, Justin, how about we jump into a little bit of listener mail here? Would love it if we did that. Justin, our first question of this week comes to us from Throbbing Regeer. It's my nemesis. It's Book of Loop. Although, maybe my nemesis no longer. Yeah. Saying some very kind things to me this week. You guys are joining forces. Very strange. Mega powers uh, combined. Yes, correct. But only to collide once more. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's always... Yeah, well, we we talked about this when we reviewed that show. It, if you're gonna do mega powers combine, mega powers combust, yeah, not collide. Yeah. That doesn't rhyme at all. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. Here's this question: uh, If if a chimpanzee got signed to WWE in brackets any brand, mm-hmm. what title do you think the chimp would most likely challenge for first? 
Um, can I just circle back to Mega Powers Combustion? Yeah, one sure. More time? Go ahead. <laughs> just like the whole, all of the promos for that program and yeah. that match in particular were about how they were going to explode. Also, I know, and they're still going with collide. Doesn't make any sense. Not at all. Uh, do you remember Floob's question? Uh, chimpanzee. Yeah. What belt is he challenging for? Uh, it's got to be Brock, right? Yeah. You got to hot shot him to the main event picture. I think. Yeah. I, I think there's they're no crazy way. Crazy strong. Yeah. Oh, champs. Yeah. Dude, have you seen what chimpanzees can do? Uh, no. The chimpanzees are the true shit-eating wild men. They are nuts. They're crazy strong. They throw poo at each other. They, like, gouge out one another's eyes in fights. Yeah, of course. Chimps are nuts. But I also think a chimp could work. Like, you wouldn't necessarily oh, yeah. be shooting. Oh, could, yeah, for you sure. You could sign with him first and work it that's out, true. right? That's true. They're smart enough. Exactly. Uh, my own, maybe that's who Heyman should manage, because I wonder about the promo ability of a chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You put in enough practice, a couple months at the performance center, you know, if you can place your oo's and ah-ahs yeah. in like, the exact right spots, I think the guy could get over. Maybe that's who Hogan should manage, though, <laughs> just to be even more racist. Yeah, it's a, truly yeah. the most racist I have version. managed the first chimpanzee to the title. Oh. Uh, <laughs> now, folks... Don't let that comment reflect poorly on me. No. Please Why let would it reflect it? even worse on Hulk Hogan, <laughs> even though I just came up with that in my brain. I'm not saying... Oh, no. I'm not saying I don't uh, think anyone there's any equivalence. Way. No one would take but it But I do way. think that Hulk Hogan probably would. Yeah, he's the one... <laughs> He's the one guy in about uh, uh, what, how many people I'm, voted for Donald I'm, Trump. Yeah, I'm just digging myself a deeper hole. Uh, I'm trying to get you out focus on it. Hang on. Why don't you uh, rant about how much you hate conservatives? Uh, fuck Hulk Hogan. There we go. And you know what? Fuck Bobby Lashley's politics, Yeah, too. I'm with you. Yeah. And every single conservative. Yeah, all of them. Each. That's yeah. my opinion, though, mm-hmm. not Justin's. Yeah, put them in a pit. Unfunny bitches. Bury them. Don't like them much. Bury them in the desert like uh, so many E.T. games for Atari. Important to love your neighbor. <laughs> Out in the desert, 100 ET. This one comes to us. How many was it? It's like 10,000. It's 100,000. 100,000? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I watched it. It is literally like container ship containers <laughs> stacked to the brim. I've always loved with that With Atari story. games. That's so the great. greatest. So funny. Uh, this one Have you ever played the game? No. I f- found a ROM for it years ago. I've it like it's hardly works. I've heard it's horrific. It's like, it's like hard. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, this one comes to us from Crystal Daddy, Scoots Brodo. <laughs> Wait, what? At Scoots Brodo. His Chris- name's Crystal Daddy now. Why is that? I don't know. All right. He's got the hammer and sickle. Scoots, let us know. And the uh, Antifa flag. He's uh, He loves my politics. Respect to Scoots Brodo. He says, wow, first off, please don't apologize. I don't know what oh, that's Oh, ignore about. that. That's because he sent it in early, but I had taken Twitter off my phone this week. And so some people had sent in questions early, and I hadn't seen them. Yeah, so you told me that I was going to need to take over the Top Marks Twitter. Yeah. You tweeted probably more on the Top Marks account than you did when you had the app on your phone. I don't think that's true. I don't know. There were <laughs> days where I didn't. Usually I, I try to get I one almost, out of I it. I must never tweet on <laughs> How dare. Don't reveal. Shh. <laughs> He it's says, always just dude. my question. The for more the pod popular member this week is. Hang on, we have to, you know, edit this out, obviously. But you're what a hundred times more popular than me. We need, to, we need to have them thinking it's not, you. Not after that chimpanzee Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm done, bud. All right, <laughs> I'm looking That's at a fair. three-year suspension from the Top Marks Hall of Fame after that one. You're always in your first ballot. <laughs> he says my after question, me, second ballot. My question for the pod this week is. What unlikely pair of wrestlers would make a successful team of Jaeger pilots in Pacific Rim? Oh, okay. So this, of course, uh, on the Real Good Show Patreon. Yes, we, you guys we just, just re- did a, a movie review episode okay. of, of Pacific Rim with our friend Jesse Farrar. Oh, that sounds great. I love Jesse Farrar. Yeah. Uh, how, how does Pacific Rim hold up? I loved it when I saw it. It's great. 
Did you watch it on TV? I watched it. Uh, I have a 3D television, so uh, I got to see helps. exactly how I saw it in theaters, just on a smaller screen. Okay, because that feels it. distinctly like a theater movie I've in my s- mind. I've seen it probably three times now. Okay, and like I just think it's spectacular. Okay. Cool. It's, it is very cliche. Is it of material course. that is like beneath a director like Guillermo del Toro? Absolutely. But when you get like somebody who is on top of their game like that, just bringing everything that they have to pulp material. Yeah, you can elevate. Like, cliche is only bad in the wrong hands. Yeah, there's Michael a reason Bay, things are Michael Bay's Pacific Rim would yeah. suck ass. But, like, Sam Raimi can make a cliche yep. movie and it'll be great. Yep. Uh, lots of guys can do that. I think um, uh, James Wan is really good at that sure. sort of thing. Um, the, the Kong guy, uh, the Vietnam story. His uh, name's escaped me. Jordan Vote Roberts. Thank you, Vote Roberts. Yeah, uh, another guy who, like, Kong Skull Island's no, like, deep cinema, but it whips ass. Justin Lin is also really good. <laughs> great example. Like, so. uh, like, there's nothing in any of those. Fast and Furious movies that Justin Lin made that aren't fucking ridiculously over the top. But The Rock is, like, amazing in them. They're totally so works. much fun. In the right hands, cliche is a powerful tool. Uh, My odd-pairing uh, pilots, Bo and Bray Wyatt. Ooh. Uh, I think the the brother synergy yes. uh, is important. I think the movie – I haven't seen the movie in years. The movie opens ones. with a set of brothers. And yes. And one of them gets ripped out of the uh, – Well, maybe a terrible example. Controls. <laughs> And, and uh, it's emotionally damaging for the surviving brother because he was mentally linked to his brother okay. as he died. They do bring that up. Like, yes. being related is a, a benefit Helps to them, with right? drift compatibility. Okay. So, besides the Hardys and Bowen Bray, is there anyone who comes to mind not as, related? As, as, re- as related brothers? Yeah. Uh, well, you know my odd couple pairing that I always go to every a single Bray time. Bray and Rowan. Man. Bray and Rowan. Yeah. That would be dope. Yeah. And, like, they they do. There is something about those two that even when they were both ice cold, you could put them in a feud together yep. and it would heat both of them. Remember up. how great that Hell in a Cell match is? So good. And the lead up to that, the whole feud, like, they're just great together. Can I do a Bray Wyatt impression here? Sure. What's with these giant monsters, man? What's, what's, <laughs> what's the deal with all the Gatorades inside this Jaeger, man? No, boo! How, how come this Jaeger's full of Gatorades, No one man? misses, no one misses the Gatorade <laughs> bit. Everyone loves the Gatorade <laughs> bit. Everyone hates it. Uh, this one comes to us from our friend at Lorenzo Meow. You might know him better as Doug, Doug Crap. Crap. He asks, best fit for Undisputed Era, Raw, SmackDown, or just stay on NXT? So when Doug Crap asked this question, it really occurred to me how much these guys can add to a show that they're on. Like, you're getting a lot if they come up together. I don't think Roderick's is going to stay with them. I think it probably does get back to just the threesome. Um, of O'Reilly Fisher. I do think it's a good four. I think so, too. I would prefer it as four, to be clear. I just kind of get the sense three is, like, cleaner almost, but but maybe not. Um, But I I think you got to put him on Raw. I think Raw needs the help, and I think that's the fucking cavalry. There's way too much going on on SmackDown right now, anyways. In terms of, like, where it would be good... Like to have uh, stable wars and stuff. Yes. SmackDown is the better fit right now. Well, but there's just no room for it. I, I think you could actually make an argument that Raw is better because the Sanity one's obvious, right? Undisputed Era and Sanity would be awesome. But you've seen you've them intermingle it already. So, but over on Raw, you have the Shield, who yeah. I think are going to be back together at some capacity, and you've got the Raw Tag Division, which just needs help. You tell me, Red Dragon wouldn't be? That's true. You, you don't want to watch Red Dragon versus the Revival? Oh, I absolutely do. Everyone but, like, wants this. Don't you want to see Undisputed Era versus the New Day? Not as bad as the other ones I just said. Really? But yeah, it'd be good, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what other trios there are on the SmackDown side right now. But I don't know if it'd be a trio thing. I think it'd be a tag and Adam Cole in singles men's competition. Yeah, that's probably right. Hey, speaking of Adam Cole. Yeah. Is he ever going to defend that North American title? Dude, that belt is the coolest fucking thing. Although, did he defend it on one of those UK shows? I don't know. I don't, maybe. Apparently, it was an incredible... I haven't watched a tag match for Night NXT two, this maybe? week. maybe? 
Yeah, no, no. Meltzer gave that tag match five stars. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah, he gave out three five star matches this week. Uh, this seems like a good time because we haven't done it on the show. Speaking of Doug Crap, he has decided what our Patreon is going to be for this month. We'll be recording it next, I think Wednesday or Thursday. Oh uh, yeah, uh, week, early we're next week. Going to be reviewing Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Very excited to do that. Uh, so watch for that coming out next week. And then uh, another twenty dollar donor this month. Uh, really? Another member of the Crap family, Jess Crap, donates twenty dollars. And for August, we will be reviewing King of the Ring, nineteen ninety five. Oh. Which I am very excited Man, for. the craps are just, you know. I love the craps. Yeah. That's, uh, Our Patreon content this month and next month, apparently, full of crap. Brought, <laughs> brought to you by Lars, Jess, and Doug. So thank you very much uh, to I the I guess, crap yeah, family. Lars might donate next for September. Nothing but respect yeah, that, for my that, WWE champion, <laughs> Lars Crap. That cat's going to steal the credit card and just go hog wild. <laughs> for my wallet, I hope so. I need Boy needs ramen. Uh, Justin, a nice easy one here. Uh, fruits are edible. Yeah. Craig Tamble at Fruits are edible. The Brewmaster. He's gotten started on the brew for Velveteen Dream. Oh. Man, if you have not oh. been following the Twitter progress here, yeah. the yeah. Velveteen Dream beer that uh, that Craig is making right now, unreal. Let's just say it. If you have even a passing interest in wrestling or beer, Fruits Are Edible is a great Twitter follow. He's got golden raisins in there for yep. sweetness. He's balanced it out with some chocolate. Yep. It's going to be nitro instead of carbonated. Fuck. It's going to be excellent. And I, he's also got uh, pea flowers to color it purple in the end, too. So Yeah, I thought it was weird that he was taking a piss in the bottle. Okay, hello. <laughs> Wow. Just, All a little, right. just a little joke yeah, for the just people. Some, just some fun stuff there. But he's got a nice easy one for us here, Justin. Fringe and tassels on wrestling the, gear. Yeah, it's going to be golden raisin chocolate flavored and purple in color. Yeah, Is I'm that ready. not the I'm perfect ready. Velveteen Dream beer? I, I'm, and smooth as silk because of it'll, the nitro. I'm going to be begging him to send us a bottle. No I, doubt I'm going to be that. begging him to send us three bottles. Maybe even four bottles. Maybe look. five bottles. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six bottles. Count them all the way up to 20, bud. Let's do the fucking New Japan count. Let's make it a double baker's dozen. 26 <laughs> bottles. <laughs> uh, Justin, uh, tassels and fringes on wrestling gear. I like it. Yeah. Like, I, I think there is something, and I've always liked it, those, like, octopus boots that, yep, that yep, Tyler yep, Breeze wears. Yep, really cool. Uh, there's something, like, even if you were to see Tyler Breeze in silhouette, you would immediately know he's Tyler Breeze. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it, actually. It only works for some characters, yeah. like Alistair Black needs to be away from fringe and tassels. I yeah. feel like he's been all over the show as my example for everything. But Velveteen Dream could do fringes. There's lots of guys. So, yeah, I'm I thought I thought that the Bucks might be overdoing it initially, but as I've gotten into New Japan and watched more of them, I think it suits the character super well actually i do I, it works for me okay justin we have seven minutes to get through a bunch of questions okay, are you ready speed for round lightning, lightning let's round. do it our next one i'm just gonna read them each okay go 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 our next one comes to us from tranquilo pachico, pachico. at blair pachico since we got a taste of almost for styles what would be the match you'd most like to see with someone from the current nxt roster versus someone for the raw smackdown roster and he suggests samoa joe versus johnny gargano which i think tough to argue that that wouldn't be a cracker jack yeah that's that's a good one uh for me it's definitely going to involve velveteen dream i know that because that's the guy who i'm probably most interested in seeing wrestle uh so i'll go uh velveteen dream as uh, I guess, do I want to debut as a heel or face, JMO? Probably a heel. Yeah, I think as a heel. So let's go uh, Velveteen Dream versus Daniel Bryan. That feels like a match I would absolutely go out of my way to watch. All right, I'm going to go Aleister Black versus Seth Rollins. Hmm, I like that. 
Yeah. Though Alistair Black, or rather, uh, Seth Rollins versus Velveteen Dream could be spectacular also. Can I give a sleeper pick here, too? Sure. Uh, I've always thought Sheamus and Alistair Black is a, a fun matchup. Really? Uh, just very stiff strikers, like uh, going to get across, like brawler versus precision striker. I've always liked that matchup. Doesn't seem very likely, given the way things are. But Dude, that's another trio you could reunite on SmackDown. The Bar and Samoa Joe. Put oh, those dude. guys against Undisputed dude. Era. Even put those guys against Sanity. Dude, I loved that pairing. Yeah. I thought that was dope. Put them against Sanity? Abs- That'd be absolutely. fucking great. Absolutely. How is the bar not on SmackDown right now? There's it again, make there's any, just too much going on. It's just too on much. On yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Another easy one here, JMO from Danger Boy at Danger Boy sixty nine four twenty. Funny numbers. Hey, and he asks, what is the best food and drink to have while watching wrestling? Chicken wings and beer. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out a small uh, shout out to Donairs because that's what I end up eating because it's close to my home. Okay. But yeah, wings and beer. Tough to beat. I'll go also nachos and Dr. Pepper. Oh, Dr. Pepper, eh? Yeah. You're a Dr. Pepper guy? That's my pop of choice. Well, you're some kind of, you're some kind of guy who works in a hospital or something. It's <laughs> 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 been a long week. Uh, just our next one comes to us from Duncan, I don't know, at Duncan, I don't know on Twitter. Dune yeah. reference. Dune reference. Yeah. Duncan Dune reference, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, I didn't. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Until I heard a uh, uh, Chapo Trap House did a full podcast about Dune, and they were talking about Duncan Idaho, and I'm oh, like, that's, that's the tie-in. What it is. Well, if we didn't love him already, we yeah. love him more now. I mean, I don't. I I'm not gonna read Dune. It's apparently just like so dense as to be unreadable, like Lord of the Rings, but way worse. Oh boy. So I'm not ever gonna read that. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm but pretty. I, I did recently watch Spice World. I the couldn't figure out how it fits into the Dune universe. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Wow. We suck. These are just awful jokes. Both of us. No, that was good. Come you know, on. Like, you thought that was good? Yeah, that was great. Can you believe the fucking Spice Girls got a movie? The people are going, if you know anything about Dune, you're hooting. You are you're you're cranking the volume on the podcast right now to uh, just appreciate it even more. Justin, if you want to be my lover, you have to get with my hashtag good friends. <laughs> this isn't going to help you. So, Justin Duncan's question is: Would an attitude era set in the current American climate be better or worse than the original? And well, I think that's a great question because you can think of all the things that play. Like, obviously, it'd have to be a toned down attitude era. Yes, mm-hmm. like there's no way they could pull off. Some of the horrible the, misogyny yeah, and racism. But in the current climate, I feel like the, a lot of what they would want to do would be like on the wrong side of what I would want to see. You know? Yeah, you, you like some We've, free speeches. Yeah, we already know what the politics of the company is, and yeah. I don't really want to see that play out more than it has. However, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, I do think that there is like the reason that Austin McMahon is so good. Like, everybody hates their boss. Yeah. That is a timeless feeling to to just want to rebel against the employer that is holding you down. Have you heard Jim Cornette talk about this? No. Uh, I know you're not the biggest Jim Cornette guy, but I actually think he makes an interesting... Motherfucker! (laughs) I think he makes something of an interesting point that he's like, you look at the three biggest stars WWE had produced Mm -hmm. um, in uh, Hogan, Austin, and Rock. They all got to pin and beat McMahon at some point. And he brought... He thinks that that's like very important to their their star-making... Um, going forward, cachet. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. I think I never really put it together before like that, but I'm like, that is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, there's something there because um, because who's the biggest heel of all? It's not even no. specifically Vince McMahon. Though Vince Mr. McMahon is McMahon. a no, no. Like, I'm not even talking about him as a person. Like, oh, clearly he's fantastic at playing a heel character. Bosses. But the biggest heel is your boss. Yeah, and currently asshole rich white guys too. So exactly. That, that's so double double whammy. 
to Duncan's question, though, I'm going to say better. And and now listen, there's that involves a lot of good faith. But I just think the talent is so much higher that the product would have to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that could be totally wrong. But if you just go throw on a random raw from uh, the from work the rate is terrible. It's like there's zero wrestling happening yeah. really. Um, so so I'll say better. But if it was to be worse, I would not be that surprised. Now, granted, if they wanted to do something that's like commentary wise on the level of like let's say right to censor. Yeah, I feel like that could kill it in yep. today's environment. Well, we were talking about this with the Real Americans the other week, right? Yeah. Like when it's, they're imitating that. So yeah, just our next question comes. The so right to censor in the current climate would be like the PC police or whatever. That's right. right yeah. yeah. Which, Which is, you know what? Even as a fucking bleeding heart lib over here, though, you know, I'm not actually a liberal. I'm a leftist. There's a difference. Oh. Uh, I would say I could still get down with like a, a PC police heel stable in modern WWE. Oh, we don't have time to talk about the James Gunn thing, no, but uh, no. I agree with you. Uh, Justin, our next question is a former guest on the show, AZ at the underscore Zoobs. And he asks, Andrew Zuber. Zuber. I don't know if I'm supposed to say his name ever. I always feel bad about it. Oh, no. It's because he like keeps it a secret online, right? He's just the Zoobs. Oh, no. So now what have you done? Well, I, he was on the show. I called him by his name when he was on oh, the geez, show. Jeez, you got to protect the business. I know. I uh, know. Justin, has there ever been a good NXT wrestler shirt? And there haven't been many. I say there is one. Yep. I'd say it's the best WWE shirt of the last five years, even. Oh. Of any character. Oh. In the entire company. Whoa. It's the Kevin Owens duct tape shirt. Ah, I like that one. It's yep. perfect. It sums up everything about the character yep. that you need to know. It's the best Kevin Owens shirt still, I think. For sure. Uh, I'm going to throw a shout out for the White Alistair Black shirt. Yeah, um, you own that one. I do own it. It doesn't yeah. look very good on me. Uh, because I have a gut, so white shirts are very tricky for me because it makes my belly look very pronounced. Uh, but I like that shirt. And yeah, uh, no, I, I like the current Velveteen Dream shirt, too. And the Revival shirt, uh, th- yep. it's just there like... The circle, yeah. no fist, just flips. Exactly, yep. that's a good shirt. Yep. So there's been some, but not many. I would say the ratio is about the same as the main roster, though, especially lately, which is just awful. Let me see if Finn Balor had any shirts in NXT. He must have, right? I remember at this point. He must have. What, oh, is that... No, I guess the Demon Face shirt's main roster. I feel like Balor Club was was like a thing while he was still in NXT. It was, yeah. But it, it wasn't something that like had the NXT logo on it. Yeah. I thought that Balor Club shirt is pretty good. I think so, too. Yeah. JMO, let's move on to the next question here. It comes to you, us. Well, it comes to you because it's from the man you live with, but uh, it does come to the show. It comes from Mike Noble at ah. Mike Mellon on Twitter. What's NXT content today? He says, who's the first person currently in NXT that you can say, see main eventing a WrestleMania? And when? So when's too tough to say? Who do you think on NXT right now is most likely to headline a WrestleMania? Um, that's a good question. It is a good question. You know what I will say, though? There's an NXT t-shirt for Finn Balor that is a, that is a cartoon of his face. Yeah. And he's got red eyes, and there's, like, red smoke coming out of his eyes, and he's got the paint around his mouth. It's not the one that's just, like, the teeth that's like a ring the, on the yeah, shirt yeah. it's a full thing of his face and it's like a cartoon style that's what i was saying the demon face shirt it's really good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um main uh, who can main event wrestlemania currently in nxt <sighs> currently in nxt who can main event i'll say adam cole i was i was gonna say adam cole too i want to say alistair black or I like know. but like it's to me like the guy who's got it all that that's, has everything that they're looking for, and who's like except height, still still young. <laughs> yeah, still like, young. I couldn't fucking believe it. He's younger. Did than we me. talk about this on the show? We did. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. He's twenty eight years old. How is he three years younger than me? How am I this old, Josh? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, he looks the. 
I, if you told me he was 33, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That said, though, the dirt sheets were saying you're only 26. That's oh, what, really? That was the word on uh, the rumor roundup. Oh. Uh, yeah, my answer is also Adam Cole. Uh, B answer is Velveteen Dream, but I think Cole's probably more likely. Uh, Justin, I put out a call for questions today, but I wanted to talk about Slammiversary. So I said, someone ask a Slammiversary question, uh, and you will for sure make the show. And uh, where our real-life good friend, Marlon the Man, at Marlon the Man, and I promise uh, you, he is the man. Who's I, like how, I like how he just thinks of us as his older brothers. Oh, Isn't that cute? He's the big brother. Oh, he's a little him. brother. I love him. I love Marlon the Man. And he asks, what's Slammiversary? <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be good, man. Yeah, I think the card looks kind of legit. Should we get together and watch it this weekend? Or uh, I'd be more likely to torrent it and watch it with you throughout the week. Okay. Although we got to do St. Valentine's Day Massacre yeah, next that's week, true. too. That's true. We'll see. But yeah, I, I want to watch it at some point. I'm super into the idea of uh, it's Austin Aries and D'Angelo Williams. That's right. right yeah, yeah, that's going to be a great match, uh, man. Also, um, oh, goodness, I'm forgetting, <laughs> of course, I was about to say how excited I was for something, and now it's totally escaping my mind. But yeah, there's things on the card I'm excited for. I just wanted to bring it up on the show because tickets sold out for it. I get the sense there is a little who's, bit more. Who's Penta facing? I, I don't know off the I, top of my head. I think head. it's Sammy Callahan. That's the match I'm thinking of, isn't it? Sammy no, Mask versus hair. Yeah, Sammy yeah. Callahan versus Pentagon Jr. That's, that's the match I'm excited about. Great. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, the hair versus mask step too. It should have been Kalisto and Baron Corbin, but uh, we're getting it over here in Impact. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I'm not saying this is a turning of the corner for Impact or that it's going to be any sort of uh, rebirth, but but I think there's uh, you know there's some goodwill behind it, and I think that's nice to see. Uh, I also just want to... Let me look over the whole card here. Okay, we've, we've got uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Allie. I think that's going to be good. Allie's Bailey, right? Yes. Okay. But I, I think both of those ladies can go. That's going to be a good match. We've got a 5150 street fight. Yeah, this is cool, too. The Latin American Exchange, LAX, Santana baby. and Ortiz with Conan versus the OGs, Hernandez and Homicide with King. Yeah, different versions of LAX. It's very interesting. A House of Hardcore rules match, Eddie Edwards versus Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, a four-way match between Phoenix, Johnny Impact, John Morrison, yep. Rich Swan, and Taiji Ishimori. That'll be fun. Yeah, dude. I need to jump in here because we have a question from Jordan Descharm at Man JD, And he asks, how do you think TNA actually – how oh – God, his syntax is atrocious here. Basically, he's asking, uh, does TNA benefit from having Rich Swan on this card? No, not at all. Yeah, I, I feel like they would be better off uh, – If this four-way match was a triple threat, Phoenix, uh, John, John Morrison, and Bone Soldier – like, if you just took yeah. Rich Swan out of it? It wouldn't be. Okay, maybe it's a dex. lose nothing. Because how about do you think TNA actually benefits from having Rich Swan on this card, or is it just a bad look overall? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I think I think uh, they don't need Rich Swan here. They've Keep going through the card, Justin. Mask that's it versus for hair, like you said. Pentagon Jr. versus Sammy Callahan. Yep. We've got a singles match for the X Division Championship. The champion, Matt Seidel versus Brian Cage. Wait, Matt Seidel's their X Division champion? Apparently. I thought, I thought Cage had the title, but maybe he... Uh, that sounds like a good... Dude, this maybe card... Maybe they flipped it on the, on the build. That's going to be good, man. Dude, this card sounds better Evan, than Extreme Evan Rules. Evan Bourne versus Brian Cage is going to be very good. The Knockouts Championship match is Sue Young versus Madison Rain. I don't know Sue Young. I feel like uh, either Tessa or Allie would probably be better, but they just did Sue Young versus Allie at the last show. Um, and Tessa, I think, is working heel, so you can't maybe do Sue Young versus Blanchard at the moment. And then the main event. Fuck, dude. Were we crazy? Is there actually no... 
It's Austin Aries versus Moose for the Impact World Championship. What? I thought D'Angelo Williams is on the card. I thought so, too. But, uh, oh. Well, maybe we, we can follow up on that next week and maybe even to review the show on next week's show if we've both watched yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm st- Austin Aries versus Moose should still be good. I can promise you I will be watching at least the Dreamer match, the four-way in Pentagon, and uh, Callahan. Yeah, so I'll talk about that on the I show next week I just feel like sure. most of my interest was coming from the fact that I really wanted to see D'Angelo Williams I, work another match. It may not be there. I feel like he's on the card in some capacity. So uh, next week we can follow up on that. JMO. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here for the week? Uh, n- n- just that, uh, you know what? I was looking forward to this all day. I had a, Me too. One, one of the longest work days of the year here in terms of only working one job and not having to run to a second sure. workplace afterwards. So uh, I was looking forward to this all day afterwards to kind of just be a decompress, a nice little way to relax and have fun after. Did it deliver? Long shift. And I will say, for a birthday edition of Top Marks, <sighs> What a gift. Oh, you warm my damn heart. Justin, if you want to warm Justin's heart, give him a birthday present. Head on over to Patreon.com. I can't do it. It's too I mean, evil. it is. No, it's it is. Uh, too, too mean. Help me pay my rent by supporting the show. <laughs> Patreon.com <laughs> slash top bar. Lots of content up there, including re- most recently uh, Justin squirming through CCW's Tournament of Death. Well yeah, worth a listen at our $5 get, tier. Of course, we've got uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre coming your way next week. Exactly right. And until next week, Justin... Happy birthday, first and foremost, my hashtag good friend. And you know what? As I look forward to what 31 has in store for me... Uh, is there any advice that you would want to you know, send my way here, Josh? Well, J-Mo, I, I haven't quite been there yet, but listen, I'm just going to tell you, you some know, words. You know, you've, you've been at the beginning of a new yep. year. Here's, here's just some sage wisdom that I feel applies to any time going forward. Okay. And that is, J-Mo, as you go forth in your life, you must be hot. You must be spicy. And above all else... You must taste great. Because I'm Curry Man! Titus Worldwide! I'm gonna hear this is this is good banter, Tay. Are you yeah. ready? Yeah. What do you think of recording the show in this studio? Do you prefer it? Uh yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, a nice it's feeling. been super hot it's lately. Hot so fuck. last week we were shirtless. This yeah. week we have unbutted our yeah. shirts and are kind of half shirted, half bare chest here. Yeah, it's, it's very uh, flattering to both of us. But just I, I mean, it feels legitimate. Now, yes. now the one thing that I want to get in the studio mm. is a bookshelf. Oh, that's so good I can idea. move all my WWF magazines in here. Oh, fuck. and I can we can just plop some down on the table and we get guests in. When I'm doing like my tech setup off the hop, someone can just be flipping through it's like our waiting room, like August 1988's oh, WWF magazine. I love that. Yeah, I gotta get that shit. That in sounds here. so sick. Gotta hang up some like Macho Man posters. Yep. Like, well, there's still work to be done on the on the studio, but uh, I think it's great. There I might even it. be something you're getting today that could be good for the. I, really? I don't know. I don't really. I don't know. Well, little gift. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe it'll show up on the Twitter feed. Much like Duncan. I, I don't, don't know. know. Hey, that's a Dune reference. Did Thanks. you know that? I'll give you a Dune reference. Spice World, bud. <laughs> that's <laughs> a Dune reference. Titus Worldwide!